Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Lost Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, and I'm hanging out with John Yoakum from Vanguard Real Estate. Before I do get the show started, I want to remind everyone, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on all podcasting platforms. This is another one of my non-musical podcasts, so if you don't like it, you should still listen anyways. All right, John Yoakum, you are in, are you in Nebraska or Colorado? Uh, Colorado. Right now, but you're from Nebraska, right? That's right, yep. So you reached out to me on LinkedIn and uh, like months ago, okay? And you saw that I had a podcast, I think, and you were, I don't know what you were trying to do, the part and parcel thing. Not really sure what that was completely all about. I know you're not doing that anymore. And I almost didn't even reply to your message because I hate LinkedIn messages because they're always so like just bot messages. And I I used to do that, you know, when I did uh, oil and gas and I had a staffing company for a little bit and I was like, here's another bot message. And it was not. After I read it, I was like, oh, it actually seems like a, a personal message that somebody sent over to me, which I appreciated. Yeah, no, and, and I've done it too, right? We've all done the bots, you know, uh, LinkedIn bots, email bots, and um, I, I don't know, to, to a degree, right? They all, they, you can sound almost like a person with those things, but I don't know, we, I, I don't do them anymore. But it, but it's hard to tell on LinkedIn. It's hard to tell the difference anyway. Because, so. dude, because as soon as you get, like, a, a, a connection request, like, wait, like, a couple hours to send it. Because you can set, though, <laughs> you can set the times. But, no, they do it, like, immediately. Like, you did not just write this two-page message to me in two seconds. <laughs> no, no way. So let's talk about Vanguard Real Estate. What I found interesting about Vanguard Real Estate is, well, you particularly, is that you've done a lot of stuff with uh, – property acquisition yeah so you know vanguard uh, what we do is acquire real estate property rights uh, primarily for uh, wind solar pipelines power lines things of that nature so but but done a little bit of everything i've been doing it for over 14 years now so yeah so you've done real estate for four eight and then you, you did over 14 years and then oil and gas or energy for over 11 years, would oil and gas fall into that category with your energy? With I know you did wind farms and solar, but oil and gas also. Yeah, yeah, not as much of the oil and gas personally, but as a company, we've gotten into oil and gas more here in the last two or three years. 
So what what is Vanguard? What's like the main purpose? Are you just acquiring property? Because I saw you did cell phone towers, um, wind farms. Do are you hired by third parties that want to acquire these, or are you doing it for yourself or your own personal development? Uh, we're guns for hire for third party companies typically. Okay, and then I I saw I saw that you graduated. What what college is that in the Nebraska? Right. Yeah. University of Nebraska, Omaha. Yep. Okay. In 2006, right? That's right. So you're probably without me. No, I'm going to guess 37 ish, right around there. 38. Yep. Okay. 38. Here's what I don't get. Okay. In 2008, you already became, I wrote it down. You became a, a, uh, where's it at? A senior leasing agent two years out of college. How, how did how did you get from two years out of college? You graduate college. Two years later, you're a senior leasing agent. Um, how does that happen? Like, was your knowledge of the industry that much, or was like, here's this good old boy, we're gonna get him on and and make him a senior leasing agent? It was a little bit of both. Um, so I was, yeah, I got into the industry eight months out of college, and within a month, I was pretty much running that office. And so, you know, I wasn't even 24 or, or right around or right around that and uh, supervising an office full of guys, you know, 50s, 60s. And uh, yeah, it just clicked for me. You know, I I tried commercial real estate brokerage in Omaha, which, you know, for me was the big city because I, mm. I came from the farm. And so uh, it just didn't work. But this, you know, I was sitting across the table from from uh, landowners, you know, in their kitchen. Uh, trying to tell them how they could make some extra money. So it, it just worked for me, and, and I've been loving it ever since. How did those older people react to someone who was so young? Because in my my experience, I used to work for, of course, through through a brokerage, uh, Jess Harris, and our client was Shell. And we were leasing. We were all over southwest Kansas. I forgot what year it was, 2000, I don't know, 10 or 11 or somewhere around that time. And the the shell was slowing down and they told our brokerage you know pretty much hey you got to get rid of everyone but we want you to keep one one person on board and so of course i was young and thought i was hot shit right and so but i get laid off and shell pretty much tells our broker hey if you don't put sebastian back on then we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna use your brokerage anymore and i'm dealing with guys with 20 30 years experience uh you know and they i think they all hated me <laughs> like by the time they came to the Christmas party and they realized I still worked there, they were not, they were not happy. Did you have a lot of, um, I guess people uncomfortable, some of the older guys thinking that who's this guy who's going to be a senior leasing agent. When we've been doing this for, you know, over a decade. I, you know, I felt it more from, and this was a small office, you know, there was like eight of us. Uh, but I felt it mostly from the other younger guy. Everybody else in their 50s and 60s didn't seem to at least show it as much. Maybe they're just better at hiding it. Maybe they didn't want the responsibility. They've been there, done that. Yeah. Done yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I was pretty humble about it. I mean, I was, I was, we were all just trying to figure out what, what the heck we were doing. So, um, yeah, I, I felt it more from the other young guy who was, you know, I think it was competitive there. But the older guys, no, they were pretty cool about it. And what made you decide to go on your own with Vanguard? And Vanguard's not your, it's not, I mean, your, it's not your name. Is that a name in your family? How, how did you pick that name, Vanguard Real Estate? 
So, I mean, I started the entity in 2009 just to hold my real estate license. And okay. honestly, it was, okay, what's a name that works that has a URL that I can get? And, and relatable. And relatable. Yeah, yeah. It's relatable. Yeah. And so that was it. Um, ironically, the, that URL that I originally had was vanguardres.com. I, and I had it for a number of years, but I, eventually I, I got cheap and I let it, I let it lapse. So then when I went to really go full time with Vanguard, I had to find another URL. So. Okay. Okay. And what made you decide to go on your own? Was it, was it one of those things where, all right, I have enough experience now at this point in my career, I can, cause you know, at, at, at a point in any, any, any entrepreneur's career, you start off a lot of people I did anyways, you start off working for somebody, you make the connections that you need. And once you have the connections, it's kind of easy because it's easier to get investors. It's easier to get people to believe in the product that you're, cause you're the one that's face to face with them. Usually it's not always the owner of the company. And so was that with you? Like it's time for me to break out of my shell and start my own thing. I have the connections. I know I can do this. That and just luck, honestly, you know, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur Mm. Um, but you know, frankly, if I had to go start something from scratch, uh, you know, go out and, and build a business, uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't have had the resources. Um, I just got lucky that they were, uh, doing a wind farm 30 minutes from my house. And at that time I had eight years of experience. So, um, I was able to get onto that directly. And I said, Hey, well, I, I want to be hired on as a vendor, you know, my company's Vanguard real estate. And, and so that was it. Uh, one thing led to another. And to your point, you know, I had been in the industry for over eight years, so I, I had enough connections that it just kind of grew organically from there. So I'd love to say that I, you know, using all these skills and, and you know, experience, I built this empire, but I just kind of got lucky with the timing. And then from there, um, main, I didn't burn any bridges in the industry and so was able to grow it to what it is now. Was it scary at first um, when you were going to go off on your own? Were you married with kids already at that time when that happened, or were you by yourself? No, I was married. Uh, had two, uh, just had had my third kid um, by the time we went to launch that. So, um, no, that wasn't scary. I mean, I went, I doubled my money overnight. You know, I, I went from my salary pretty much doubled. So that was great. Again, again, I, I wish I could say. Oh, you know, I had to have nerves of steel. Uh, I did later. Um, what my one of my, my my newborn at that time, uh, a few months later, suffered a, a catastrophic brain injury, mm. and so I was in the hospital with him for three months just after launching this company. And so I was scrambling, trying to get the client not to drop me, and and really uh, struggling there. So that that was that was terrifying. Um, and then you know, part and parcel that, that that's been terrifying trying to launch that thing. But yeah. So what happened with part and parcel and what was part and parcel? That's the ri original reason why I think we started uh, communicating on LinkedIn in the first place. Yeah. So, and you know, part and parcel is not dead completely. I'm still, I'm still mulling around. Um, but basically it's a similar, it's the same industry. So it's, it's for, it's a career platform for land professionals. And so it was just what I developed through my years of experience, trying to hire guys and managing guys and mm -hmm. getting frustrated with um, not being able to find good ones when I needed them and you knowing that know. they're out there. Yeah. You know, oil and gas guys that wanted to cross over into another industry, but didn't yeah. have the experience or didn't have yeah. the knowledge. 
things like that. So yeah, I've been working on that for a year and a half, bootstrapping it just like I did Vanguard. Um, but it just really hit me. And this is my own fault. This is my own fault. I, I, I just kind of put my head down. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, the hard thing is you need to know when to listen to other people and when not to listen, right? Right. Yes. Most people don't have w- what it takes. And so they're telling you, don't do it, don't do it. And you're like, nah, you don't know. And sometimes <laughs> you're right. And then sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, I should have listened to that guy yeah. six months ago, 12 months ago. Yeah. And so that was a little bit of that where I had just kind of put my head down and, and done what I always do and, and just kind of push, push ahead. Uh, but it just hit me a few weeks ago. Um, the legal liabilities of trying to do a hiring platform, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to do assessments and screening and, and get all this stuff out there to help everybody, to help the hiring companies, to help the land professionals. But that's just not the society we're in right now. It's very, how can I, how can I find a way to sue you? How can I be the victim yeah. here? And I'm just not sure I want to put myself out there for that. I, I, I was doing it for all the right reasons, but it's kind of lost its purity now. So I'm just not sure that I've got too much else going on to, to risk, to risk it for that. So I'm, it's, it's on the back burner for the moment, but we'll see what happens. You know, I'll say that, and I say this from experience, um, a lot of a lot of land professionals, landmen in particular, oil and gas guys. Something that I've done ran mineral title for a long, uh, fourteen years now, I guess. A lot of them, I, you know, I go to the courthouses where we do all our title research, and you hear one guy who may be a young dude, maybe twenty two, twenty three, and he's talking to the guy who's in his fifties, and he's asking him a question. Maybe they have different clients. He's just as a person going to ask this guy a question, and I'll listen. I'll hear the young guy asked the old guy and I hear the old guy give a completely wrong answer, but the young guy's going to listen because he doesn't know any better. Cause he's new and assumes this guy has experience. There are people in the oil and gas industry and landmen. And I will say this on my show is a rock and roll podcast. Okay. <laughs> like landmen don't listen to me. And they, if they want to, that's fine. And I'm going to put this out there. A lot of them blow smoke, man. They don't know what they're doing. They've gotten away with it for, for over a decade, some of them, because the clients eventually catch it with when they do the title opinions. And I'll tell you right now, you talk to a landman, they're all going to tell you they're the best landman you've ever met. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to tell you, they know this and this and this, <clears throat> the truth is every state's different. The laws are different and not everyone knows everything. And there's always room to learn. And I, I learned by writing a textbook. I ta- I used to teach people how to run title. And yeah, you talk to a land guy, dude, like, 90% of them, I think, are full of shit, dude. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I think that I think that's the case. One thing that you're doing, though, and every entrepreneur should do is learn from your mistakes, learn when to take advice, when not to take advice. Because even starting this podcast, I had people telling me, ask these questions. Make sure you study the person. Do this. Stick with the niche. And I'm like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. <laughs> and I, I didn't listen to anyone, and so far, it's worked out. Right. So far, it's worked right. out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. What's something that you would tell to somebody who's wanting to go out on their own? They have the experience, but they don't have the maybe the courage or they're locked down with their families. They have bills they have to pay. What's some advice you could maybe give somebody? Because I know what I would say. Uh, what's something that you might say to somebody who's in that position that really just wants to get that encouraging words of somebody who's done it? just start right so figure out what your goal is where do you want to be and just do any little thing to get there maybe that's just 
switching jobs. Maybe that's just doing something different within the same job. Maybe that's a side hustle. It doesn't have to be this big thing, you know, like I quit my job and started my own company. Um, you know, again, that I was just working, I was still working full time. It's just, I was doing it for myself and making more money, uh, but it doesn't have to be that, right? It can be just any little thing to move you forward towards your goal, uh, whatever that is. And just make sure any moves that you make are in alignment with those goals so that no matter what it is, even if it's, you know, what, you, what kind of haircut you get, what right. kind of cereal you eat for breakfast, make sure everything is getting you to where you want to get to. And all those little things will add up very quickly. Yeah. And stay focused, stay focused on, on your goal, because I feel like a lot of people don't stay focused on what they want to do. And sometimes people do too many things. Have you ever personally yourself found yourself doing too much at one time and there's just not enough time in, in the day for you to be stretched out that thin. Have you been talking to my wife? I, you know what? No. <laughs> that That is my number one character flaw, uh, yeah. 100%. And that's one of the reasons I backed off a of part and parcel, because I've got Vanguard, which has doubled in size since last year. Awesome. Uh, we're, on, we're on track to triple before the year's over. Um, I've got another thing that hasn't gone public yet that I'm a, a minority owner in. Um, I've got five young kids under the age of 10. I've got, um, uh, what else? I've got, you know, a couple real estate properties. Um, we're about to hopefully build a house in another state and I'm going to act as the general contractor for that. And cool. so, um, that is definitely, a, a, a something I do. Not a good thing, not a good thing because I don't, I can't give it all the attention that it needs. And so there's definitely times. I give whatever needs the most attention at that time, the most right. attention, right. and then everything else gets a little bit neglected. And, and so um, definitely not something I recommend. Focus, like you said, focus on your main priorities. It's hard as an entrepreneur. You know, when I started this podcast, I didn't really have any direction. I luckily have a producer now who tells me no. Because, <laughs> like, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you get a lot of people around you that will just tell you to do it. You know, yeah, go ahead, do this. Or do that, but really you need someone who's like, who's an outsider looking in, you know, sometimes. How many states is Vanguard in right now? Well, I mean, we're nationwide, but right, right. now we're working in probably 15, I'd say. Oh, wow. Like currently. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, uh, you know, we've, we've got, we've got 20 salaried employees, but we've also have another about 70 independent contractors. So we got about 90 folks on the payroll right now. How good does that feel, man? To <laughs> know, like, it is feels it stressful? Great. Is it hard to sleep sometimes? Um. So, okay. So here's another thing that nobody tells you, or, or at least you don't. It's it's a little counterintuitive. Okay. Um, especially for a service business like ours, massive growth. We're you know you're broke at times because there's a cash flow lag there where you know we pay our folks every two weeks on time every time, but our clients. Not so much. They pay 30 <laughs> days, 60 days, 90 days, whenever Six they feel months like sometimes, it. right? It could whenever, be whenever, whenever yeah. they feel like it. Yep. And I'm still making those payments. And so that's a, that's a huge, when we're growing that fast, uh, that's hard. And so actually this last week was, was probably the hardest I've ever had to make sure everybody's getting covered and it's all downhill from here. We, we, you know, we caught up to that lag, but um, you know, it's like, it, it was so frustrating. Like, this year is amazing, right? We're, we're having the best year ever by far. And I'm pinching for pennies just to, 
make sure everybody gets paid. And I'm like, that's, that's so messed up, but, you know. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, lots of times, you know, I come from a, a, my dad's an entrepreneur, lots of people in my family, my brother, my sister, and a lot of people don't realize it. You know, sometimes when you grow, not all this is the case with you, but sometimes when you grow, your friends see your success. And sometimes, you know, you go out to dinner, maybe they expect you to pay for it. Not realizing I'm the boss. I'm the one that's broke. Like right, ask the right. manager to pay for support. Yeah. He has more money than I do in the bank. And it's, so, it's so true, especially when you stretch yourself out like that, because growing pains, you can either, your business can fail. If, if, if you don't manage your income, right. If you grow too fast, you have to be able to manage that. And that's something that not every entrepreneur knows that comes from starting failing and then learning how to be a leader and managing. Yeah, no, it was, it was dicey there for a little bit. Luckily we, you know, I saw it was coming, but you know, between everything we're doing with Vanguard and then, you know, I was funding part and parcel development also, and then everything yeah. else. I mean, we were just bleeding cash there and, and luckily the red light came on in my head and I'm like, okay, you know, the, the growth is coming and we've got to be ready for it. And so we, we brought it around just, just in time, but yeah. And, and now it, it looks like an amazing year but yeah <laughs> stressful that's, have you that's... ever have you ever like this happened to me one time so when i had i had a company called fire creek patrolling before covid right biggest i think our biggest year we grossed i don't know a few million dollars which something i never thought would happen right then we had to pay people and and, and uh it was a big leasing project we did i'll never forget i'll never forget i was with an attorney he said we're gonna go to this meeting sebastian i want you to shut up let me do all the talking. Say, okay, all right, whatever. And I'll never forget within we closed that deal. And I don't know, within a few months, it seemed like all that money was gone that I had just profited. And I was so upset by it. And I was like, where did this go? I'm asking my wife, you know, what did you buy? She goes, I didn't buy anything, dude. You're the one spending all the money, not me. And, I'm, and then I looked at all the expenses. And I'm like, we can't sustain business this way. And then when COVID hit, you know, we had to shut it. We had to shut it down because I, I just didn't want to spend any more money. I was like, whatever I have left, I'm saving. And, and that, you know, and that, that was it. Have you ever, have you ever looked at your books and been like, oh my God, like not realizing you're spending as much as you thought you were spending? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of those guys who I know it takes money to make money. And yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to nickel and dime it and lose, lose out on some opportunity. Uh, but, but that'll catch up with you in a hurry. Um, I mean, just all the little things, you know, software costs, you're like, Oh, software, no big deal. Oh, we spent 60,000 last year on software subscriptions. I'm like, what, <laughs> you know, what <laughs> two years ago, we spent a couple thousand dollars. Like, how does that happen? But yeah. it's just little things like that that creep up on you. So that's still an area I could use some improvement in, uh, especially cause you know, years are going to ebb and flow. Um, you know, we've been doing great so far, but that's not gonna, you know, we're going to have bad years and I need to make sure that our costs are in control. Um, probably a little bit better than I have, but, uh, but we're getting there. You know, when you start out, everybody's got to wear six different hats. So, yeah. you know, our, our general counsel was also our HR guy who was also helping me keep the books, you know, so, and none of us have accounting backgrounds. So nobody's <laughs> like, yeah, you should watch this metric here. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's kind of have to self-taught and some of it's instinctual. You know, I know 
I know how much I can just keep an eye on the, the books and know, know where I'm at, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you really need to wear all kinds of hats. When you, and if you don't know it, you're going to learn it real, like real fast. Uh, how many businesses, and this goes, I, I'll tell you, I don't know, but how have you started several businesses prior to Vanguard or while doing Vanguard besides the parts and part and parcels that just didn't work out that, that you're like, this is going to be a fail because your mind, when you're an entrepreneur, it's almost hard to shut off your mind. You come up with ideas and you want to just roll with it. And has that happened? Has there been several other businesses that you've attempted that just didn't work out? Not several. Um, I, I farmed and I started that from scratch and I did that for six years and lost money every year, <laughs> you know, but that was one of those where, you know, I enjoyed it and I was also working full time. So it was basically just an expensive habit. Um, but I had convinced myself that I was going to make money. And um, honestly, if my son hadn't gotten sick, I probably would have still been farming and who knows uh, how, how bad that would have gotten. So, so that yeah. was, a, that was kind of my first failure really. Um, uh, you know, and I um, looked up something the other day for Vanguard and, and, you know, way back nine years ago, I did do some little thing where I tried to sell a subscription to something. Um, and, but I, you know, I, it was just my time and I didn't spend that much time. So it was just kind of an experiment that failed, but otherwise, no, no. I mean, I'm with you. So, I have tons so of not ideas. like me, not like me. Then, <laughs> like, like, no, I, I just like, fuck man. Like some of them work and some of them don't work. I've got tons of ideas. And well, even part and parcel, I sat on that idea for two years Wow. because I'm like, and the irony is the reason I sat on it for two years is why I'm killing it now. I had convinced myself I had solved that problem. I really didn't. So I just, I let my enthusiasm get away. And, um, and yeah, I should have, <laughs> I should have, uh, heeded my original advice to, to sit on it, but I've done plenty of other little things that, yeah. um, like land flipping. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of that with, with mineral rights and I have a client now, you know, and, and we, I wouldn't say flipping, I guess it's more, we, I used to flip. Now it's more, here's what we want to buy. Here's our budget. As long as you're under the budget, then you make the difference in profit kind of thing is more what I, where I'm kind of at right now. It, it, it made money. Some of it was super profitable and some of it wasn't. Um, it's just, I, that was where I knew, okay, I do need to focus a little bit more here. This isn't probably something I want to scale. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got some other things going. So definitely that shiny object syndrome that I have to make sure I focus on. Now I feel like I'm to the point where, Cause it used to be, I want it all, you know, I'm going to bootstrap it. I'm going to have nobody. It's just, I'm going to own a hundred percent of this thing and it's all going to be mine. Now I'm kind of like, you know, I'll take a little bit of something instead of a whole lot of nothing. So if I mm -hmm. can contribute high level to this thing, you know, be, be on a board or, or just do whatever, contribute in some way and get a small piece of it. I'll, I'll take three or four of those instead of one thing like part and parcel, for example, right, right. when it's all on me. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how when you become successful, other successful people finally start listening to, to your ideas. And it's, it's, it's ironic how that works. I do want to ask you a couple questions before we get off here. What is your client niche? Like, do you have, cause I know you've done, like I said, solar wind farms, um, which wind farms can be very profitable. Uh, energy you've done uh cell phone towers 
So you're, you know, you're the one causing COVID apparent to some of these people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so do you, do you have a specific niche that, that you're working on or that, that you try to reach out to a certain clientele? So mine was renewables, wind and solar surface acquisition. That's pretty much all that I did. A couple of years ago, we, we got into more of the utility space, um, mainly in gas, natural gas pipelines. Okay. Um, and, and in doing that, uh, stumbled into Tidal. And now Tidal's about 50% of what we do. And, and yeah. we'll probably overtake everything else um, before too long. So Yeah. I'm a title manager. You know that? I'm a title manager at a law uh, that, firm. That, yeah, heck yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> we should talk. <laughs> yeah. and, and what's funny is they know I have a podcast. I was like, all right, guys. And the, the head lawyer was like, let me see your podcast. I was like, no, dude. You're not going to you don't see it. You're going to fire me if you see it, man. Because, <laughs> you know, they don't know how to tattoo. I mean, they know now. They didn't used to. Right. No, yeah, I got hired on as a, as a as a title manager, and you know we we do a lot of a lot of business and a lot of work, and it's a little stressful sometimes, but but we maintain it. it's it's surface it's surface. Mm-hmm. Not I got hired on, although my background's in minerals, I got hired for surface. Um, and if you're looking, let's say someone's watching this, and you have a growing business, and someone knows title or they know a little bit about what you what you're doing, what is something that you look for in a brand new either contractor? or employee that you would want to bring on to your company? You know, it's, for me, it's all about trust and authenticity. Uh, I'm just so dang jaded now uh, for being in the industry long enough. I mean, that's why I launched part and parcel was I was so tired of, of the bullshit and people lying to me. I mean, out, out and out fraud telling me they're in a state state working and they're not even in that state. Uh, what dude i'm gonna say one thing right now you just brought up a a very good point and i'm not trying to bash people okay that's not what i do but i'm being honest and i'm a very honest person okay resumes i i see resumes all the time i had a staffing agency for a little bit shut down because it right exactly because of covid is why we shut that down and you get some of the people and then you call them (laughs) and it's like you, you know you just lied to me. Yeah. And then sometimes you get someone who really sounds like they're telling the truth and then they don't even show up for work. It's like you hire them. They don't even show. I'm like, why'd you even apply in the first place? So resumes are very tricky to go through. And if you see enough of them, you can kind of weed out the ones that are legit and the ones that, that, that they're just, they're just saying whatever they can to get a job. That was it. Accountability and transparency. That's why I yep. created part and parcel was, was because of that very reason you have people lying about this and that. And, and, and when the people screwed me over, I wanted to tell everybody, you know, I wanted to leave a Yelp review. Like this guy is full of shit. You can't, you can't. run away and I can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. I, isn't that illegal to, is it illegal to do that? Is it slandering somebody or is it? Well, the problem you already is hire them first. So, so with part and parcel, we were going to do a rating where each party would rate each other at the conclusion of their, of their relationship, you know, the project, whatever. But the reality is nobody's going to do that. No, no company, their, their legal counsel, their HR is going to say, Nope, don't do it. Don't say anything. Right. You, know, you can't even get a good reference anymore. They're just like, did they work here? Yes or no. That's all we can say. Thank you. Have a nice day. And that, that doesn't help anybody. So. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one of the reasons why I became, if you ask me, I, you know, I'm not the best lame man, but I'm good. And the reason why is something was said to me a long time when I first started uh, doing oil and gas title work. 
uh, personal story, and then I'll let you off here. I was working for his company, uh, and we were working in Oklahoma, and we, were, we had to stay at a hotel. We were out of town, and no one in the company knew I had tattoos. I always hid my tattoos for fear that no one would want to hire me because of the tattoo, how I looked, right? And I'm a big punk rock guy, if you can't tell. I have a rock and roll podcast, love music, and I walked to the lobby because I was going to go to the gym, and one of the managers was right there. He goes, oh, man, you went from being a landman to working at McDonald's real fast, didn't you? That's what he said. And I I laughed. I laughed it off. And I said, dude, in my head, I'm a way better landman than you'll ever be. At that point, I had to prove a point to somebody, right? And it was really, really, I found out it was really to myself. I had to prove myself to. But so then I wrote, I wrote a textbook and I didn't teach the class. I hired someone to teach the class because I wasn't confident enough. The best thing I ever did, though, was start that school have somebody else teach it. Cause when he was done, I took over and you learned so much more when you're teaching, as long as you know a lot about the subject, you learn way more about the subject when you're trying to teach it to other people. You can't give them fake advice. You can't, you can't lie about it. Right. If you do, no one's going to go to your class anymore. You're going to get a bad name for yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, I became to for me, I, 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 I know, know way more than I thought I'd ever know about title, but it was only because that one guy told me, and I was like, I don't want to work at McDonald's. Yeah. I want to, I want to make my, you know, three hundred something dollars a day. So, anyways, that's that's my that's my personal story, man. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's that's a great story. And and you know, again, back to part and parcel. We keep coming back to it, but that's what we we were trying to fight bias. So we weren't going to have profile pictures. We weren't. We were just having initial, you know, initials, not names, and hold the demographics until later on. And right. just have it based on merit. But again, the attorneys are like, oh, well, if you ask the question the wrong way, you might discriminate against this or that. And I'm like, I, okay, I forget it. So being in business now in 2022 is not as easy. When you have employees, it's super. Everyone, you're right. You said it earlier. People are so happy. People are looking for a quick way to make a buck without having to work. And it's just sad. And it's, it's, it's sad, but that's unfortunately the way it is. And hopefully everyone that's working for you, uh, has, you know, you seem to obviously a very positive outlook on what you're doing. And hopefully that resonates through your company and everyone else that works with you has that same attitude. That's super important to have good management like that. Fun fact. I was in a band once I was, a lead <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What instrument you play? Uh, I was a singer. Okay. Did you, did you know that I had a, a rock a rock podcast at all? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I checked you out. Every now and again, we like to, I like to, cause, because I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I like to have entrepreneurs on the show to discuss different things. I think it makes me better as a, as a host to challenge myself. But with you, it was pretty easy only because I, I, I know, I know title and we didn't talk so much, so much about it, but we talked about being an entrepreneur and that's what I wanted to get um, on the show. So John Yoakum, thank you so much for coming on to the loud spot. I appreciate it. And don't go anywhere. Oh, wait, hey, what's your website real quick? If anyone's interested in maybe applying or someone that sees this that may, you know what? Let me call this guy and let's hire him for a project. Where can they go? You bet. Um, you can go to vresolutions.com. So Vanguard Real Estate Solutions, V-R-E Solutions.com. There you go. All right, stay right there till after the outro song plays. Please, I got another question for you after this is over. I want to thank all of our listeners who listened to The Loud Spot. I know this was not 
a typical rock and roll heavy metal someone famous you might know podcast but that's okay i enjoy the show and that's what matters as a host please subscribe to our youtube channel download our podcast on your ios or android phone just type in the loud spot that's all the time we got today thanks for listening peace out rock on and much love this is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic is this all talk with no action no is this my thoughts with distraction no is this what I bought that's in fashion or is this the loud spot with Sebastian does nothing short of tragic have his back again does everything that's good really have to end a pin post has a pin show so to get more episodes make an order this is over Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out, rock on, much love. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.